Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I want to talk about how I've recently been searching for meaning in the death of a loved one, and how I believe that suffering ceases to be suffering when it serves a purpose, and how I arrived at that understanding. We humans are relatively unique, I think, as a species, in that we live with awareness of our eventual death. Nothing brings that awareness to the fore quite like the impending death of a loved one. Right now, at the time of writing this, my father-in-law is lying in bed at home, dying. It's approaching two years since he was diagnosed with prostate cancer, so it's not come as too much of a shock. That said, I don't think any of us could have been prepared for the thoughts and feelings it's evoked. As much as any of us were expecting an end, it's hard to find meaning in it. He'd been getting progressively weaker for a while. Then, two weeks ago, he fell down some stairs. Injuries from the fall initially seemed superficial, but it later turned out that he'd suffered a brain bleed. Further complications have since arisen, and his situation has worsened. After a brief spell in hospital, we managed to get him home. Since then, he's been in the care of his wife and daughters, my wife among them along with a team of kind and compassionate nurses from our National Health Service and a local hospice. None of us knows how long he has left. It's a miracle he hasn't passed already, given that he last ate or drank over a week ago. The human body has a miraculous instinct for self-preservation in the face of tremendous adversity. I don't know how I imagined his end would come, but I didn't picture it like this. On some level, I envisaged a slow and gradual decline, where he'd eventually pass in his sleep. I suppose that's basically what's happening, albeit accelerated and brought on by his condition. I've learned from speaking with family and friends that terminally ill people often meet their end when some event or accident triggers complications that bring it forth. I find myself wondering how I, my own, how my own death will come about, hopefully not for many, many years yet, of course. It seems logical that when confronted by death, we cannot help but spend a bit of time thinking about how it, about it, and discussing it with others. I don't see this as morbid, but instead a logical side effect of a significant event in our lives. It would be comforting to think that one day, hopefully having achieved a ripe old age, that I would lay down for the last big sleep, knowing and acknowledging that it was my time, and then closing my eyes, drifting off, and never waking again. I wonder if that's how it seems to him. Has a part of him already passed? I'm certain he's aware on some level that he's home, surrounded by those who love him. I hope he's at peace with things, if indeed he's aware of his predicament at all. My wife came home from her parents this morning for a brief visit to shower and change before heading back to her dad's bedside. We talked about how the last few hours had been, and she shared that she now wished he would die. I felt relieved to hear her say that, and confided that I felt the same way. I know that deep down we're all thinking the same at this point, although it's hard to admit without the accompanying guilt. 
None of us wants to fast forward to a place and time when he's no longer here with us. In many ways, though, he's been gone for a while now. He's still breathing and occasionally responsive to our voices and touch, but we know his end is nigh. A few days ago, in a moment of lucidity, he clearly recognised me and my name, said my name and mumbled a few words that I was able to decipher. He gave me a small thumbs-up gesture. I told him I loved him and reassured him I was there for him and his family. I've been contented to keep that as my last memory of him, and in truth it probably will be, even though I've visited and sat with him many times since. In recent days, I've been listening again to the audiobook of Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. An account of life in a Nazi concentration camp might not seem the most uplifting book to choose at this time, but having heard it a few times, it seemed most appropriate to me. In the book, Frankl shares the core tenets of logotherapy, the school of psychotherapy centred on finding meaning in life, that he invented. One of these is the principle that meaning can be found in enduring unavoidable suffering. If the suffering serves a purpose, then it ceases to be suffering alone, and provides meaning instead. He demonstrated this through the example of one of his former patients, an elderly man who was severely depressed two years after the death of his wife. Frankel posed the question to the man, how would his wife feel had their situations been reversed and he'd died instead of her? The man relayed that her suffering would have been unbearable in that instance. Frankel was then able to point out that the meaning behind that man's suffering now was to bear his pain, knowing that he'd spared his wife suffering the same. The realisation couldn't bring her back, nor change the sense of loss that the man felt, but it helped him to bring meaning to a situation that was previously lacking it. Situations that are inherently painful and which cause us emotional suffering, whether being imprisoned in a Nazi concentration camp or losing someone we love, can be made more bearable if we can find some purpose to the suffering. It's when things happen that are beyond explanation or rationalisation that we can feel desolate. It seems to me, then, that the key to getting through the pain I'm currently feeling is to see the meaning in it all. Looking at my father-in-law's suffering now, I see a great deal of purpose that's been served through his suffering throughout his illness. His suffering has reminded those who love him the importance of not taking a moment of our lives for granted, and the urgency of living each moment to the full. It's brought us together, rallying around him and around each other. We're reminded of all that we have to count on and be grateful for in our lives. In the dignity he's brought to his suffering, he's shown us that even in the face of adversity, it's possible to carry on living and make the best of life. Finally, as was the case in the example mentioned by Frankel, I know for certain that he would have been ruined to see any one of his family suffering in the way that he has. For that reason, in us bearing it together, we've spared him any suffering should the situation have been reversed. Recognising that there is meaning in all this makes me feel a little better at least. Each of us must find our own way of rationalising things and moving forwards. I can say with certainty that I'll never consider his suffering or his passing as meaningless. I hope you found that useful. Um, and I'm not sure what other uh, lessons anyone can take from this. I know it's very personal, but um, I figured I'd put it out there because I think it's really important that we recognise that even in the midst of really dark times and in the midst of suffering, it can be possible to get some positivity out of things and it can be positive to take some benefit from situations that on the face of them can seem really desolate. 
So I hope you found that useful. Uh, and if you maybe think of anyone who would benefit from it, I hope you'll share it with them. And in the meantime, this is Toby Hazelwood with Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.